This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. It's wedding season. Yes, it is. What's going on, baby? Alex and I just got invited to a beautiful venue for the wedding of a childhood buddy of mine. Lovely. Can't wait to hear about it. We got babysitters. We're all set to go. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, host, you make money while you sleep and while someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. Welcome back. It is Monday, February 5th. And today's pod, it is the best one yet. It is a T-boy, Jack. We're serving up the top three pop business news stories you need to know today. Three stories for today's show. What do we got, Jack? For our first story, the top performing shoe right now is Uggs. Uggs. Uggs are everywhere. Like it's Y2K again. Eddie's Uggs just confirmed our 20-year rule of nostalgia. For our second story, happy 20th birthday to the Facebook. Congratulations, Zuck. Happy birthday, man. Facebook was created in Zuck's dorm room 20 years ago. So to celebrate, Zuck is giving every shareholder a bonus, including himself. For our third and final story, new data shows that the most important part of a product is actually the package. So besties, we're going to tell you the one type of packaging that sells the best. But before we hit that wonderful mix of stories, Nick. I mean, what a perfect mix to kick off the week. Love the mix, Jack. You may have heard of diamond rings. And you may have heard of diamond hands. But can we talk about diamond teeth? Diamond teeth, because Yeti's diamond teeth are a million dollar business. That's right. The New York Times interviewed the dentist who pioneered diamond teeth implants. No, Yetis, we're not talking about gold veneers. We're not talking about platinum caps. And we are not talking about gem grills. We're talking about replacing entire teeth with diamond stones. Well, it turns out Dr. Thomas Connolly in lovely Los Angeles installs diamond teeth 
every single day. There's probably a Sky Mall magazine somewhere saying Dr. Thomas Connolly is the top diamond teeth doctor in the United States. Well, he's making million dollar molars, Jack. And he's making seven figure smiles. Jack, could you jump in and whip up some context for us over there? Rapper Post Malone, you've probably seen it. He has two six-carat diamonds in his teeth. And those diamond teeth cost $1.6 million. Or wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., his veneers are encrusted with 13 carats of diamonds. And those diamond teeth cost $1.8 million. But rapper Offset, he's got 40 carats of diamonds in his mouth. That's a $3 million mouth. Now, Nick and I should point out, if you're getting diamond curious, diamonds may be flawless, Diamond teeth are not. Yeah, apparently, Post Malone's diamond tooth fell out in a chicken McNugget in Rome, Italy. His diamond tooth ruined his Italian vacation. And the tooth fairy better bring more than a dollar for that thing, Jack. But Nick, what's the worst part of having diamond teeth? Well, you gotta brush your teeth and then you gotta polish your teeth. Yeah, your bathroom routine, it just doubled. But Jack, what's the best part about having diamond teeth? <laughs> Diamonds don't get cavities. Ever. More cake, please, Jack. <laughs> Let's hit our three stories. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, because we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. For our first story, Uggs, the shoe company, just saw its stock hit an all-time high. Uggs sales are surging, and it's all thanks to our favorite rule, which is about nostalgia. All right, Jack, I got to throw you back to childhood. The first time you saw a pair of Uggs, describe the situation for me. Set the scene. They were worn by a woman who also had juicy couture sweatpants, and she was definitely in a food court in a shopping mall. Well, then Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie traded their Louboutin heels for Ugg boots on their TV show, The Simple Life. And then Britney was rocking a denim skirt and an Abercrombie top with a huge moose logo. And Uggs. Uggs and leggings. They went together like peanut butter and jelly while we were growing up. But the origin story of Uggs shoes actually had nothing to do with mid-2000s MTV influencers. Yetis, we actually have to go back to the late 70s, early 80s. That's when Uggs really began. Uggs was founded by an Australian surfer in California. The fur-lined sheepskin boot was branded Uggs in 1978. But it was 20 years later when sales took off because that's when Uggs started booming in New Jersey shopping malls. Uggs became so popular in the mid-2000s that Tom Brady decided to become the face of man-Uggs. But then, just like when Tom Brady touched crypto, Uggs started to disappear. Uggs had a lost decade until recently. Until now, because according to the numbers, Ugg sales are back, baby. Uggs is owned by publicly traded Decker Outdoor Company, whose stock jumped by 15% on Friday. And Jack and I noticed it is all thanks to the recent Ugg sales surge out of nowhere. Over the holidays, sales of Uggs popped by 15% from the year before. I mean, Jack, it's like Y2K out there. Uggs are everywhere. Grab your tube tops and your Von Dutch trucker hats. We're getting the vibes. It's not just Uggs, though. Decker also owns Hoka running shoes and Teva sandals, so their stock is at an all-time high. But Jack and I did notice that this company mentioned Uggs 75 times on their earnings call. Uggs is the star. Uggs is why Decker has doubled in the last year, and they're now worth $23 billion. Which is five lifts. Now, one reason Uggs are cool again is because they've expanded from boots 
to clogs and sandals and even sneakers, too. It kind of appears like Uggs are acting a lot more like Birkenstocks out there, Jack. Birkenstocks is leather. Uggs is brown suede. Potato, patata. But yet, Jack and I noticed there's another reason, a core reason, why Uggs are suddenly featured in Vogue magazine. There's another reason Uggs are the issue. You don't wear the Uggs. The Uggs wear you. So, Jack, what's the <laughs> takeaway for our buddies over at Uggs? Nostalgia follows a 20-year life cycle, and Uggs has proven that twice. Ah, uh, yet he's the 20-year rule of nostalgia. Nostalgia trends, they return every 20 years. Nostalgia is like cicadas. They come back every 20 years. Yeah, for example, Uggs was popular in the early 1980s, and then 20 years later, they were popular in the 2000s. And now 20 years after that, Uggs are popular again. Because what drives nostalgia is a certain level of novelty. It's ironic, but after 20 years, something old starts to feel new again. We've seen companies prove the rule of nostalgia before, and we've covered them on this pod. But Jack and I were talking before the show, and uh, we've never seen a company prove this rule twice. Uggs are like cicadas. They come back every 20 years. Yeah, these Uggs is riding its third wave of popularity, and we could have predicted it. Because nostalgia follows a 20-year life cycle. For our second story, Zuck and Meta just had their biggest week ever. Because Zuck replaced human intelligence with artificial intelligence. But before we jump into this story, Jack, we got to whip up a shout out for a happy birthday over at Facebook, don't we, man? Happy 20th birthday to Facebook, which was born on February 4th. 2004. 20 years ago, Zuck got dumped by some girl in the student union and boom, we ended up getting Facebook. I still remember my first Facebook account. Oh, I remember it too. I remember it too. I could only use it when I got my middlebury.edu email address. Yeah, I looked you up. I remember you were wearing a white tuxedo on your Facebook account. I know, I know. My sister said it was a red flag, but I thought it was confidence. <laughs> I knew it was confidence. I'd love to check. Well, the term beige flag didn't exist back then, but yeah, that's what it was. Green flag. But yet he's the real birthday <laughs> present for Zuck on his 20th anniversary of Facebook. It's that the last three months have been Meta's best quarter ever. Last week, Meta announced their fourth quarter earnings. And we learned that 4 billion people logged into a Meta-owned app. That's half the world logging into one of Zuck's apps. We also learned that Meta's profits tripled in the fourth quarter to $14 billion. That's $100,000 in profit every single minute. Profits were so outrageously strong for Meta that they announced their very first dividend, which is coming this quarter. A quarterly check sent to every shareholder because you own shares of Meta. Wall Street was thrilled. How much do they love this news, Jack? The stock jumped by 20%. That's for a trillion-dollar company. The stock jumped 20% in one day. Jack, can you sprinkle on some context for us on what's going on with Meta's stock exactly? In the last 14 months, Meta's stock has quintupled. It's five times higher than it was 14 months ago. Happy birthday to the Facebook. But yet he's Jack and I got curious, what is the reason behind Facebook's huge profit surge? Well, basically, Meta traded out human intelligence for artificial intelligence. Because you see, Yetis, Meta's workforce is now 22% smaller today than it was one year ago. Over the last 12 months, Meta laid off 19,000 people, which by our calculations, saves them $2.3 billion in salaries every year. $2.3 billion, that's a lot of savings right there. But here is the interesting thing. Meta then replaced those humans with artificial intelligence. Besties, it turns out artificial intelligence is what actually helped Meta's advertising become way more lucrative over the last few months. Get this, in the fourth quarter, the number of ad impressions 
for Meta's apps jumped by 21%. We repeat, human eyeballs saw 21% more ads than the year before when they were scrolling on Instagram. And that mattress company that bought an ad on Instagram, they paid more for it than they did the year before. Mattress, mattress, mattress. Meta enjoyed a higher average price of ads sold last quarter too. So what we're saying, Eddie, is that you saw more mattress ads and Meta made more money on those mattress ads thanks to artificial intelligence, not human intelligence. Those AI tools made Meta's ads even more effective and more lucrative. So Jack, as we cut some cake for Facebook's 20-year birthday, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Meta? Meta doesn't stand for metaverse. It should stand for metamorphosis. Because Yetis, when Jack and I were growing up, Facebook, it was the shining example of tech optimism. Connecting people, friends, the internet for good. Even Obama made a speech at Facebook's headquarters. You were poking people and it wasn't weird. <laughs> but Yetis, we now have a new view of Facebook, don't we, Jack? After all, Zuck just got ripped into by Congress publicly for the eighth time last week. And with the layoffs that Zuck just embarked on in the last year, not even the workers like being at Meta. Nick and I were thinking about it. The only one left who likes Meta is Wall Street. Because they literally let go of 20% of the company in order to triple profits and make investors happy. On Facebook's 20th birthday, we now know that Meta actually stands for metamorphosis. From do-gooder tech optimist to Wall Street profiteer. Meta's metamorphosis is now complete. Canva. Yeah, it is. In sports, as in business, if you look good, you feel good, and you'll play good. That's why we love Canva. It's simply the best online graphic design software we've ever used. Neither one of us are designers, and yet both of us have created beautiful designs for our business using Canva. We designed our merch on Canva. We designed our social posts on Canva. We designed the signs for our T-Boy Live show on Canva. True story. Oh, and Canva isn't just for startups or entrepreneurs either, because 90% of Fortune 500 companies now use Canva. But it definitely is for startups like us, the T-Boy Podcast Media Company. Our creative director literally said... She cannot live without Canva. And we believe her. It'll make your business look good, which will make you feel good, and you'll perform better. So Yeti, start designing today at canva.com. Canva, designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yeti, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yeti's bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final story, a new study has discovered the secret to great Packaging. Because when it comes to sales, packaging is more important than the product. And one type of package sells best. I mean, Jack, we both had different moms, but what did both of our moms teach us years ago, man? Don't judge a book by its cover. It's what's on the inside that counts. Turns out, consumers, we judge everything by its cover. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, as 
consumers are only buying things based on the cover, Jack. According to an Ipsos poll, 72% of us make our buying decisions influenced by the packaging. When it comes to buying something as a gift, we're even more affected by the packaging. 81% of us are influenced by the packaging for gifts. Packaging is a make or break when you launch a product. So if packaging is that important, what type of packaging sells best? If packaging is key, what kind of packaging should people be designing out there? A couple of business school professors over at TCU say the answer is quite simple. Literally. Literally. Quite the, simple the, is the, the answer. Simple packaging <laughs> is the answer. Yeah, if you want to maximize revenue, you got to go minimalist on the packaging. These professors at Texas Christian University studied 1,300 food and health products and looked closely at the packaging. Here's what they found. Less colors and fewer words and simpler fonts resulted in higher prices. It seems that consumers think that simpler packaging means fewer ingredients. There's like a psychological effect going on where if there is like less going on in the packaging and it appears more like an eggshell, it must be wholesome. We connect simpler packaging to fewer ingredients, cleaner food, less artificial, and higher quality. And the best example of this is the cracker test. These professors created two different packages, like two cardboard boxes, but put the same crackers inside the boxes. Then the professors found 362 students and asked them, how much are you willing to pay for these crackers? Again, two different packages, but same crackers inside. It's classic like business school campus guerrilla research. MBA messing with your heads kind of thing. Turns out the box that had simpler design Students were willing to pay $6.39 for those crackers. But for the package with complex design, students were only willing to pay $5.56. It's the simpler box that customers were willing to pay more for. And Yetis, that is why your trendy cold brew coffee and your favorite paraben-free shampoo and your organic cotton skims underwear all are using simple packaging. They use simple packaging to let you know it's clean. Jack, you could put a bag of raccoon tails in a simply packaged smooth beige buttery bag and we would probably pay a pretty penny for them. Those are organic raccoon tails. So Jack, what's the <laughs> takeaway for all our buddies putting products into packaging? It's what's on the inside that counts, but it's what's on the outside that sells. There is one funny exception to this whole simple equals better packaging phenomenon. Junk food is the exception because when you're buying candy, Consumers actually want crazy, wild packaging. That makes us want the junk food. That's what sells better. But the way Jack and I see it, even that exception proves the same point. That packaging determines your purchase. For the food we eat every day, we want purity. And packaging signals that. But for candy and indulgences, we want crazy. And the packaging also signals that. Consumers are willing to make huge assumptions without ever opening the box. That's why it's what's on the inside that counts. But it's what's on the outside that sells. Packaging is the product. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us to kick off the week? Uggs were popular in the 80s in the 2000s, and now they're back again. Uggs are popular in the 2020s. Because of the 20-year rule of nostalgia. Nostalgia follows a 20-year life cycle. For our second story, Meta stock jumped 20% on Friday as fewer workers and more AI tripled profits. Meta doesn't stand for metaverse anymore. It stands for metamorphosis. And our third and final story. A couple of professors at TCU found that people are willing to pay more for products with simple package designs. Because it's what's on the inside that counts, but it's what's on the outside that sells.
But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, the January jobs report just came in with a piping hot 353,000 new jobs created just the last month. And the average wage in America rose by 4.5% which beat inflation for a 12th straight month. And second, American Express and Delta just upped their annual credit card fee on us again. In this economy, perks are getting pinched. And finally, Joe Rogan's podcast is extending its deal with Spotify in a new multi-year deal worth $250 million. But it's not exclusive. Joe Rogan is coming back to Apple Podcasts, to YouTube, and wherever you get your pods. Now, time for the best fact yet. This one whipped up by Jack and me because we just noticed something interesting over the weekend. Remember that big court decision last week in Delaware that ruled that Elon's compensation package at Tesla was invalid? Hey, it brought up the big question. Why is Tesla technically based in Delaware? It turns out 68% of Fortune 500 companies are incorporated in Delaware. Delaware happens to have the oldest business court in the entire United States of America. Nearly 2 million businesses choose Delaware as the state they're technically in. And Jack, why do companies tell lawyers to file their companies (laughs) based in Delaware? Because Delaware uses judges, not juries, for corporate cases. And that means speedier trials. So you don't waste time and you don't waste money. And full disclosure, this is Nick, this is Jack, and our company... Is also based in Delaware. Mergers, acquisitions, and speedy trials. That's what Delaware does. Yetis, you look fantastic to kick off the week. And remember, if you want to give a shout out to a buddy for their birthday, or if you've got a fact that you want to hear on this podcast, Jack, what do you got to do? We got a link in this episode description. It's an easy form for you to fill out. Or you can go to our website, tboypod.com slash shout outs. And if you happen to have diamond teeth, We would love to get a fact on one of those. Remember to polish after you brush. Diamonds don't get cavities. Keep that in mind, Tooth Fairy. If you know, you know. Nick and I will see you tomorrow. Can't wait. And before we go, a happy birthday to Yeti Chen Yu Lee, who's climbing a mountain for his birthday down in Foster City, California. And happy ninth birthday to beautiful Annie Zern in Atlanta, Georgia. And Kay Morris in Murray, Kentucky is aging like a smooth Kentucky bourbon with a brand new birthday. And after 25 years in education, Mary Beth Wilson has taken a new role as the principal of an early learning center. Congratulations. And Sid Jay over in Wisconsin, a first generation immigrant, just quit his consulting job for self-employment. Congratulations, Sid. And good luck to Shelly Lou and her cat, Fei-Fei, who are moving from San Francisco to Taiwan for a brand spanking new job. Congratulations and good luck out there, Shelly and Fei-Fei. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-Ball. Celebrate the wins. This is Jack. Nick and I both own stock of Spotify. If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. We want to get to know you.